It's Wednesday, March 13th. Welcome to our new podcast, Skim This. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., we're breaking down the biggest, most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're going to talk about the death penalty. The governor of California dropped some big news, and we're going to connect the dots on how that ties into the nationwide debate about inmates on death row. Then, Paul Manafort faced his second sentencing, but it's not over yet. We'll tell you who else is lining up with charges. We've got some breaking news about the Boeing 737 MAX 8. And we'll highlight a woman who's no stranger to the courthouse. You'll definitely know her. If not, we won't judge you. But she might. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Duncan. Skim This is here to make your evening smarter. Duncan's here to make your morning smarter. Their Power Breakfast Sandwich has 24 grams of protein, no artificial flavors or dyes, just like us. We run on news. America runs on Duncan. The most complex story of today has to do with the death penalty. Right now, there are around 2,700 people on death row in the U.S. About a fourth of them are in California. But today, California Governor Gavin Newsom called the death penalty an abject failure and announced that he's suspending the death penalty in his state. We are, as I speak, shutting down, removing the equipment in the death chamber at San Quentin. Symbolically and substantively to send a message that we're better than this. This is a big deal. 737 people are waiting on California's death row. But California hasn't actually executed anyone in 13 years. In fact, since the 70s, most people sentenced to death in California have died of natural causes or by suicide. And that's a trend we're seeing in other states too, which is confusing. Why are inmates dying on death row rather than in execution chambers? We're gonna break that down for you today. First, We're going to look at how the death penalty in the U.S. has changed over time. Second, we're going to look at one of the big reasons executions are delayed. And third, we're going to look at how states have been dealing with the death penalty in response. Okay, so first, how has the death penalty changed over time? In the colonial era, people were sentenced and executed within hours or days with no chance for appeal. In the early 20th century, executions would take place within a year of sentencing. Things moved pretty quickly. That changed in 1972, when the Supremes struck down capital punishment. They said those laws were in violation of the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. That state laws were arbitrary and that race was a major factor. The Supremes said there had to be standardized guidelines for juries and that every decision had to be reviewed to make sure no one screwed anything up. So the whole process from sentencing to execution just takes a long time. Death row inmates can appeal decisions based on all kinds of factors. Data from five years ago showed that inmates spend an average of 16 years on death row. And it can be a lot longer. On Friday, a death row inmate in California died of natural causes. He was sentenced to death 40 years ago. But they're not just waiting because they're appealing. Another major reason executions have been delayed is because of the way people are executed. The primary method of execution across the U.S. is death by lethal injection. That includes California. And people sentenced to death there and in other states have been challenging that method of execution. Remember that thing the Supreme said about cruel and unusual punishment? That's the same issue here. 
It's controversial in part because of what lethal injection drugs can do to people right before they die. Like in the case of convicted murderer Clayton Lockett in Oklahoma. Convicted murderer Clayton Lockett was set to die by lethal injection on Tuesday. But after the first of the state's new three-drug combination was administered, Lockett began breathing heavily, writhing, and clenching his teeth. So there have been challenges to lethal injections in California and in other states, too. Ohio's governor has also hit pause on all executions until the state can find a different method that courts won't object to. But executions aren't winding down. Executions in Tennessee were paused for nine years due to challenges over lethal injection. Until last year, when the state Supreme Court said it was okay again. But get this. Death row inmates are actually so concerned about the lethal injection that two of them are asking to be killed by firing squad instead. But some states are looking more closely at their death penalty laws and making changes. Last year, Washington became the 20th state to ban capital punishment. And in 11 states where the death penalty is legal, nobody's been executed in over a decade. Governor Newsom is joining the governors of Oregon, Colorado, and Pennsylvania, who have declared moratoriums on the death penalty, too. Newsom also brought up another point today. There have been concerns about wrongful convictions, that innocent people could be put to death. Conservative estimates say that happens in about 4% of cases. Newsom's objection, and that of a lot of other people who oppose the death penalty, is fundamental. It's a very emotional place that I stand in. And so I am expressing this not from paradigm of politics. It's not a situational conversation for me. This is about who I am as a human being. This is about what I can or cannot do. Uh, to me, this is the right thing to do. So what's the skim? Internationally, Newsom's position is in line with most U.S. allies in Europe and the U.N. The EU has said it's strongly opposed to capital punishment in all circumstances, and only Belarus still has it on the books. The head of the UN has called for an end to the death penalty as well. Governor Newsom also noted today that the death penalty system is also costing the taxpayers billions of dollars. He says that's money that could be spent elsewhere. But for California's death row inmates, Newsom's action today isn't a pardon. He isn't overturning those death sentences. He's postponing them indefinitely. The state still has the death penalty on the books. So the next governor could go ahead and reschedule them. So this is a big deal, but it's not ending the debate over the death penalty in California or anywhere anytime soon. Paul Manafort was sentenced today again. We've got that story after the break. Remember way back to last week when President Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was sentenced to 47 months in prison. People were like, whoa, we thought he'd get more, maybe 19 to 24 years. Well, Manafort was back in court today for another round of sentencing. This time, he got 43 months added to the time he's already serving. So all in all, he'll be behind bars for seven and a half years. Here are the three things you need to know about what happened to Manafort today. First, Manafort's sentencing today was for two counts of conspiracy and included crimes like money laundering, obstruction of justice, and not disclosing lobbying work that made him a boatload of cash. This is all from when he worked as an independent political consultant working for Ukraine. Manafort said he was sorry for what he had done and all the activities that got him here. And his team said, no collusion, a lot. 
Here's Manafort's defense attorney after the sentencing. Judge Jackson uh, conceded that there was absolutely no evidence of any Russian collusion in this case. So that makes two courts. Two courts have ruled no evidence of any collusion with any Russian. Yeah, that's not exactly what she said. Judge Amy Berman Jackson said since this case didn't have to do with the Russia investigation, Manafort repeating no collusion was really missing the point. And she called out Manafort for saying investigators hadn't found anything when he's charged with lying to those same investigators. And the investigation isn't even over yet. She rejected the defense's argument that the prosecutors were misguided and suggested that they were probably repeating this for, quote, some other audience, i.e. President Trump, because the president has the option to pardon Manafort and give him a get-out-of-jail-free card. Here's President Trump last week. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Uh, I think it's been a very, very tough time for him. Which brings us to thing number two. Right after the sentence was announced, the district attorney in Manhattan, Cyrus Vance, said, my turn. Vance charged Manafort with more than a dozen state felonies, including mortgage fraud. But the key word here is that these are state crimes, and President Trump can only pardon him for federal crimes. That means that if Manafort is convicted and sentenced to prison for this stuff, Trump shouldn't be able to pardon him. If that sounds like too many charges for Manafort, then you're thinking like one of his lawyers. That's the third thing to know here. His lawyers are probably going to try to get Manafort out of this new round of charges by claiming double jeopardy. That doesn't mean Alex Trebek is going to give him a shot at more money. Double jeopardy law says that a person can't be charged for the same crime twice. And New York has really strong double jeopardy protections. But the Manhattan DA's office is reportedly feeling confident about their charges. We want to give you a quick heads up about breaking news on something we've been tracking all week. President Trump announced this afternoon that he's grounding all Boeing 737 MAX planes in the U.S., That's the plane model that crashed in Ethiopia on Sunday, killing everyone on board. It was the second time this plane had crashed in just five months. Dozens of countries have taken the plane out of their air since. The U.S. had been one of the holdouts. Until now. Three U.S. airlines have them in their fleet. United, American, and Southwest. Planes that are in the air will be grounded if they're the 737 MAX will be grounded upon landing at the destination. Uh, Pilots have been notified. Uh, Airlines have been all notified. Airlines are agreeing with this. The safety of the American people and all people is our paramount concern. The FAA has said the plane was airworthy on Monday. Now they say they have new evidence, along with new, more refined satellite data. This has led them to temporarily ground the planes. But the story is still developing. We'll have the latest updates tomorrow morning in The Daily Skim. And we've got a deep dive about the accidents and flight safety on our website, theskim.com. So in other court news, we're celebrating some amazing ladies for Women's History Month. And today, we want to highlight Judge Judy. Judge Judy Scheinlin is being honored in May with the Daytime Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award. Wake up in the morning, you say, I would like to be her. You're not me, so I win and you don't. Yep, Judge Judy's basically been winning since she launched her show in 1996. She consistently crushes the ratings game, beating out shows like Family Feud, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. Dr. Phil doesn't even come close. 
With 23 seasons and thousands of episodes under her belt, she's the highest paid TV host, earning a whopping $147 million a year. And she gets to yell at people for a living. If you can't control yourself with me, and I'm the fiercest lady you ever met. Okay, so we did this last week, and we want to do it again. Who do you think was the fiercest lady of the week? Who is the Judge Judy of your life? Give us a call and leave us a voicemail tonight with your vote. Our phone number is 646-461-6370, and it's in the show notes. If you do, you might get to hear your voice on the show Friday. Or you can check out our post on Instagram, at The Skim, to cast your vote there. And that's all for Skim This. It's our second week, and we're so happy you've been listening, subscribing, and leaving us reviews. Keep telling all your friends. Oh, and if our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, isn't a part of your routine yet, be sure to subscribe. You can even do it by text. Just text SKIM, don't forget, that has two M's, to the number 66866. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 